Lord, we thank you that your blood does speak for us. Lord, not what we did, but Lord, what you did for us. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you for your sacrifice, that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin, that there's no longer condemnation for those who are in Christ, Lord. We thank you for that. Lord, help us to just remember that you are a good father. Lord, you're a good, good father. Lord, we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Just this week on Facebook, I saw out of this two little farm kids, you know, talk to each other. One is talking about all the famous people he knows, you know, in his family, and the other one says, "Hey, that's nothing." He says, "My dad was talking to God the other night. And he called him Father." <laughs> I thought that's really good. That's really good. <laughs> uh, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? We're going to talk about purpose this week. Next week, we're going to talk about what is my calling. I kind of want to separate the two. Um, sometimes I, they can kind of run together and all. But today I want to kind of think about purpose. And next week I want to think about, you know, what's a calling? What does it mean to have a calling? Um, purpose is the reason for which anything is created or the reason it exists. Why are we created? Why do we exist? What's my purpose? You know, everybody, I think a lot of people are trying to find their purpose. As I was thinking about it, I was thinking, you know, I don't know, you know, but think with me for a minute. It seems to me like nowadays everybody's trying to find their purpose. It seems like everybody's really trying to can't seem to find their purpose. They can't figure out what, what they're all about. You know, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And I was thinking about when I grew up, I don't know. I didn't really worry about what my purpose was. I don't, I don't remember worrying about my purpose. I don't know. I don't remember sitting around thinking, wow, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? I think there's a possibility that maybe a few years back we might have not worried about it because we just did what God created us to do sometimes. You know, what's my Why did God create us? Why do I exist? What am I here for? I think it's simpler than what we make it is, is what I'm going to say. I don't think it's really that difficult. And so I'm going to share some of the things I thought about purpose. Why did God create us? Okay. Mark 12. We're going to look at several scripture today. Mark 12, 28 to 31. Then one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked Jesus, what is the first commandment of all? And Jesus said, the first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love the neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So I think when you think about purpose, it starts real easy. God created us to love him. Now, that's pretty simple. Pretty basic, but you know, that's a purpose. What's my, what is God's, that's my purpose, to love God. That's the first command, love God. How do I love him? It says love him with all my heart, everything that's in me, everything that's important to me. What does it, what makes you tick? You know, you know when you say purpose and loving God, it just, does that really make you tick? Is that really first and foremost in your life, love God? Is that in your heart? Is that what's in you? 
Is that what's in your soul? Is that what you desire? What you what you want? What you cherish? Choices you make? To love God? Do we love Him with all of our mind? What do you spend most of your time thinking about? Sometimes that'll give us away if we're not careful. You know, do I is loving God first and foremost? Is that my main purpose? If that's my main purpose, then I should think about it once in a while. <laughs> you know, it ought to cross my mind sometime that, you know, loving God is the thing that I do. That's my purpose. And do with all my strength. Do I put all of my effort into loving God? Is that where I put my effort? Do I love him? Is that first? That's, you know, a, a God-given purpose is to love him. And then he says, <clears throat> that next he says, love your neighbor. And everybody says, well, I love my neighbor as myself. I don't know if I love him that much. Love him that much, you know. Do you love your neighbor? Do you treat your neighbor as you would like to be treated? You know, do I treat others like I would like to be treated? Or do I think that somehow I deserve better treatment Somehow I deserve different kinds of treatment. You know, it says, you know, love God is one purpose. Loving others around us is another purpose. Loving people. Loving people. Is it difficult sometimes? Probably. Doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. Just means sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's not easy. But we need to treat others as we would like to be treated. Now just think about, when you think about purpose, if you did those two things... Probably keep you pretty busy. You know, you wouldn't need to be thinking about, oh, man, what else could I be doing? Is it possible we have just too much time on our hands that we think we're we kind of thinking about all these other purposes? We just got too much time and we don't really do what God's called us to do? Well, if, that, if that's not enough, let's put a little detail to this, some of this. The next thing Jesus told his disciples as he left, he says in Matthew the 28th chapter, beginning at the 18th verse, he says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Now go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Another purpose that God has created us for is to go and share his gospel with the world around us. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Your neighbor, your next door neighbor, the one beside him, the one in the near city, the one in the state, you know, it just keeps going. Now, that doesn't mean we're all going to go, but it means we're all going to go somewhere. We're all not all going to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. You know, but we all need to go. That's purpose. You know, I say, oh, I don't have no purpose. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Love God, love your neighbor, and go. That'll keep you busy. You know, you, you know you're going to have a time to say, boy, I wonder what my purpose is. Well, go. Well, I don't know where to go. Open your eyes. The fields are white under harvest. You know, it's not like I don't know where to go. When I say I don't know where to go, it means I don't want to go. Because the fields are white and the harvest all around us. All around us, everywhere. That's a God-given purpose to go 
and preach the gospel, baptize, teach, help them to observe what Jesus told us. That's purpose, purpose. And if we're going to go, we also need to serve. Matthew 20, verse 24. Um, oh yeah. And when the ten heard of it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and says, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them? Yet it shall not be so among you. Whoever desires to be great among you, let him be your servant. If you want to be great in the God, kingdom of God, you've got to be the servant of all. Now, you know, again, if you want to think about it, go. But then you got to go and you got to serve. Serve. What does that mean? Well, Jesus says, you know, the, the Gentiles, the rulers of the Gentiles, they want to lord it over people. You know, I'm in charge. I'm the boss. I'm the authority. You go do what I say. He says, but it's not to be like that among you. He says, in my kingdom, whoever wants to be great will be servant of all. I don't care what your position is, you're to serve. You're to serve. We're called to serve. Serve. Serve others. Does that, what's that mean? I have to give up something? Well, yeah, you have to give up something. You're not the most important person in the room. You know, that's sometimes, you know, well, I hate, I, you know, I, you know, people look at me. You're not, if you're there serving, you don't worry about how people look at you. You don't worry about how everybody else thinks. You're there to serve. You see other people. You don't see yourself. See, if your focus is on you, you're always going to think, well, how's this affect me? How, what, what, how's this going to be for me? And you, if you're there to serve, you say, how does this affect somebody else? How does it affect them? What's bothering them? We're there to serve. We're there to serve one another. And to serve, you've got to see the needs of other people. You've got to get your eyes off of yourself. You know, so many times we're so focused on ourselves. You know, oh, this is how I feel. I'm not saying you don't have feelings. I'm just saying don't focus on it sometimes. You know, there's times I come to church and I don't feel like being here. You know, I don't feel like being here every Sunday. I want to be here. It's my desire. But do I feel like it? No. When the alarm went off this morning, I was in a deep sleep. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. But I was. And I thought, oh, oh, I got to wake up. I got to get moving. Did I feel like it? No, not really. I probably feel like just sitting back and relaxing a little bit longer. So, you know, it's not always about how I feel. You know, we're, we're, we go into places and we're places, we're where we are because we're there to serve others and not just think about, well, how does this affect me? How does this make me feel? Is this make, when we talked this morning in Sunday school, does this make me happy? You know, we talk about God wants us happy, but is God always worried about my happiness? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
He has greater purpose for me sometimes than my happiness. Think about it. His purpose can be greater than my happiness. My happiness can get very self-centered. Like, well, this is what it takes to make me happy. But if I believe God has purpose for me and he's called us to have purpose to serve one another, then that's what gives me fulfillment. My desire is to please him. My purpose is to serve others. This takes place in different ways. I want to I think for a minute. Um, I share this, a lot of this for young people, but not all young people. I share it for parents, thinking about training your children. But, um, you know, I share it as a, as a thought for, for a lot of different situations. Um, actually, first, I want to talk, first before I get to children, I want to talk about fathers and husbands. If you're a father or a husband, here's a purpose for you. Love your wife and love your children. Well, of course. Of course I do. Everybody would say they love their wife and love their children. But the Bible says you're to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Oh. It's easier to love her the way I want to do it. You know, well, of course I love you. I tell you I love you. And I buy you flowers on Valentine's Day. What more could you expect? You know. As Christ loved the church and gave himself for her sacrificially. I've got to sacrifice my life for my wife. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Does she deserve it? See, this is what you start thinking. Well, I will if she, I will if she is, responds right. I will if she treats me right. I will if... No, it says sacrificially as Christ loved the church. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You will love people who don't love you. Oh, sacrificially. Oh, if you're a husband, that's purpose. If you're a father, you're called to teach, train your children, and you're told not to provoke them to anger. You know, not to provoke them. Love them. Doesn't say they won't get mad sometimes if you tell them something. That's not provoking them to anger. If you tell them the truth and they get mad about it, that's not provoking them to anger. That's them making a choice. Provoking them to anger is picking at them and doing things that just stir them up and make them mad. Just provoking them. You know, it says don't do that. Don't do that. So if you're a father or husband, that's purpose. If you're a mother or a wife, you're to respect, honor, and help your husband. Yeah, but he's such a jerk. Well, you're still to respect and honor him. It's no different than a lot of things in life. You know, you'll hear people say, well, I, I don't like the president, but I respect the office. Well, it's a little bit like that, you know. I may not like everything my spouse does, but I respect that they're who they are and it's a God-given place. And so... I treat them with respect and honor, you know. And children, children, honor your father and your mother. Exodus twenty twelve says, honor your father and your mother that the, your days may be long on the earth. I just told a child this week, I said, you better start honoring your mother and your father if you plan on living a while. That was my interpretation of that verse. 
I really meant it. I mean, I was like, look, you know, you don't talk like that about your parents. You know, there, you know, there's so much disrespect now. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. We've taught them. You know, I don't want to, bl- you know, I don't like it and I'll, I'll get after them for it. But guess who taught them? We did. We did. We taught them and we let the TV teach them. If you want to teach disrespect, just let your kids watch anything they want on TV. It's full of disrespect. And then we wonder why we have trouble when they grow up to be 21 and they go out and shoot people. I'm telling you, we've trained them. We've trained them. We've even given them video games to play to show how to shoot each other. I think it's awful. And someday, somebody ought to stand up and say, we need to repent for this because we've trained our children to be what they are. And it's terrible. It's terrible. We need to teach them to honor their fathers and their mothers. You don't talk back. You respect and you obey your parents. And you treat them with respect. End of story. End of story. Um, so if that's not enough purpose, I got a couple more. Um, if you plan on getting a job someday, you know, everybody wants a job. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people want jobs. Um, it's the Bible says bond servants obey in all things, your master, according to the flesh, not with eye servants as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. Whatever you do, do it heartily and as unto the Lord, not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Simple, simple, simple. Obey your boss and do what your boss wants. If you got a job, obey your boss and do what they ask you to do. Now, if you disagree, you respectfully disagree. And you submit it as, you know, an option. You don't tell them what to do. They're the boss. They want to, most of the time, they want things to work just as much or more than you. So if you're going to work, you do it, and you do it as unto the Lord. Now, if you're in a situation and your boss is completely unreasonable, your boss is ungodly, your boss is having you do things you shouldn't, get another job. Nothing wrong with that. But respect them as you go out the door. You know, respect. Treat them with respect. You know, if you want to be a good worker. You know, that's purpose. That's godly purpose. You know, most bosses, if you do what they want and you do it hard or do it heartily as unto the Lord, they're not going to go, oh, I don't like you. You know? Most bosses have trouble finding people like that nowadays. There just aren't many around. So, you know, you just be a good worker. That's purpose. It's a God-given purpose for us to work. Work's a good thing. Work's a good thing. It's a godly thing. If you're a boss, it says in in Colossians 4.1, says, Masters, give your bond service what is just and fair knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Bosses, treat your workers justly and fairly. Probably, I would have to say, we have as great a problem with the bosses in our country as we do with the workers. 
Bosses have become very greedy. Very greedy. Bosses are in it for themselves to get more and more and more because they're greedy. They're just as ungodly as the workers. Because the Bible says that if you're a boss, you're to treat your workers fairly and justly. Pay them pay them what they're worth. I personally, and I personally have a struggle with a boss being worth ten million dollars and a worker being worth thirty bucks. I have a problem with that. I'm not saying a boss can't be paid more than a worker because they have more responsibility. I just think there's a problem when greed sets in. Now, you can say what you want about it, but it's greed. It's not, you know, it, it's the American dream. I don't know that that's the, if that's the American dream to be greedy so that somebody gets that much, I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right. I think it's unjust. I think eventually you have a huge problem. And we're probably headed that direction. It's going to cause all kinds of problems, you know. So I, I think that, you know, bosses have responsibilities. And it says that they're going to, knowing that they have a master in heaven, they're going to give account. They're going to give an account. Interesting in the Bible, you know who God says he's always fighting for? He's always fighting for the poor. Isn't that interesting? So I think, you know, he, he's not, he's a, well, I'm always fighting for those that just got billions and billions of dollars. No, he says he's fighting for the poor. You know, seems like their hearts, because I think personally, the heart of a lot of people, not always, there's, there's exceptions. I think if you make, if you make millions and millions of dollars, I think you have responsibility to use it godly, in a godly way. And I think that can happen. I just don't see it very often. I see it when it gets to be 30, 40, 100 billion. You don't even know what that is. I don't I mean, I don't I can't really I don't under, I don't know what that is. I do see that when it gets big enough now a lot of people, oh yeah, we ought to give some this way and help somebody. I don't know. I guess if I get to 100 billion and I give 30 billion away and keep 60, 70, yeah, that might work. I could probably make it on 60 billion. See, that doesn't even, does that make sense? I mean, just think about that. Does that make sense? Is that godly purpose? You know, is that godly purpose? That I, no. Love your neighbor as your, you know, what's your purpose? What's your purpose? Why, why do we have that? What are we looking for? What are we looking for? I really believe if you find and do God's purpose, you're not going to have a lot of time to look around thinking of something to do. Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm bored then you have no godly purpose. If you are bored, you have no godly purpose that you're fulfilling. Because if you love God, love your neighbor, go and make disciples, serve one another, a good worker, a good boss, a good husband, a good wife, a obedient child, there's not a whole lot of time left for being bored. There's not a lot of time left. Godly purpose. What's my purpose? We all have purpose. God has that for all of us to do. All of us. Next week, I want to share about what is my calling. What is my calling? I really want us to think about that. I, I, wished, I wished and hoped you know, that a lot of our young people could be here. Because I want to talk about what's your calling? 
What's your calling? What has God called you to do? I think calling is individualized. You know, purpose is we've all got a godly purpose. That's, that's you know, every, that fits everybody in this room as far as purpose. But I believe each of us have a different calling. Different calling. And I want to challenge young people. You challenge young people. Help them to consider what is their godly calling. What is their godly calling? What has God called them to do? Because I think we got a lot of people looking for other directions that aren't godly callings. And I think we need more young people thinking about what is God calling them to do. Who's going to be the godly servants in the future? Where are the pastors coming from? Where are the evangelists coming from? Where are the godly people that God uses? Where are they coming from unless our young people don't feel a call? A call, a godly call. God has a plan. You know, over the years I've seen different young people and, you know, and I've sensed, you know, God's got a call in their life. They didn't always see it. Parents didn't always see it. But it, to me, it's like, you know, they have a call in their life. I believe we all have a call. Some of them are more evident, but I believe we all have a call. God has a, a, a narrow plan for your life. You know, he has a plan for you. What is that? So next week, that's what I want to want to consider is, what's your call? But if you say, I have no purpose, please don't say it to me. You know, I hope I made it real clear. You know, don't, don't say, oh, man, I don't know what my purpose is. If you're young, you say, I don't know what my purpose is. You tell them what their purpose is. You can tell somebody, what's your purpose? Why are you created? Why do you exist? Why are you here? What does God want to do with you? That's, that's purpose. And we all have that. We all have that. We don't have to look for it. You know, we all have godly purpose and plenty to do, plenty to do. If God's people don't do it, who's going to do it? You know, there's a lot of things, you know, those things everybody's going to get done, but there's a lot of things if God's people don't do it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So let's all, you know, just realize we have purpose. A purpose, a God-given purpose. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we do have purpose. Lord, you've created us. We exist to fulfill your your plan for us. And Lord, we all you have that for each and every one of us. Whatever whoever we are, whatever we're doing. Lord, just help us to be willing to see that and to do what you ask us to do. Lord, we just thank you for that, Lord. It's, it's just good being your children. Lord, it's just good knowing that you have a plan for us. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we just pray that as we dismiss now, Lord, if anyone needs prayer, Lord, if they, they want prayer about anything, Lord, they come up and let the prayer team pray for them as we dismiss. Lord, we just thank you for your presence with us, Lord. As we go forth this week, help us to fulfill your purpose in our lives. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen.